That's Brother Chris to read for us. And we're going to start out in Isaiah chapter 43, uh, verse 1 through 3. So let's just start right there and get right into it. Amen. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Amen. God many times would list his resume to let the people know who he was in lieu of the fact of what they were about to face. Verse 1 tells us who God is. It says He says, I am the Lord your God. I formed you, I fed you, and I redeemed you. Verse 2 says, but get ready because trouble's coming. But trouble does not change who God is or your relationship with Him. Somebody say Amen. 1 Corinthians 10 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And instead of temptation, let's put in the word trial or test. It's interchangeable. Temptation, trial, or test. There is no temptation. There is no trial. There is no test too great that God won't deliver you. Somebody say amen. And how many knows we're going to go through some tests and trials? I said, how many knows we're going to go through some tests and trials? Just because you're a Christian does not make you exempt from tests and trials. Matter of fact, that's what we have to do. We have to go through these places. Children of Israel had to go through the wilderness and they flunked a bunch of tests. I don't want to flunk out, but we have to go through wilderness to get to the other side. Somebody say amen. In the wilderness is where we are tried. In the wilderness is where we're tested. In the wilderness we get tempted. But that's where we learn. I don't like the wilderness, but it is necessary. Somebody say amen. You're sitting there saying, I don't want to go through no wilderness. I ain't going with you. You're going to go through the wilderness sometime in your life. Amen. Today I want to give you four things that if you're hurting, will give you hope. And let me just say this. If you're hurting today, I can't preach too long for you. Because you're going to grab on every word. But if you're not hurting it's going to feel like this is a long sermon. And it's really not. It's going to feel that way. But if you're not hurting, I want to tell you something. I want you to get ready because life is like this. You're either hurting now or you're coming out of a hurt or you're getting ready to be hurt. So all the above needs to hear this message today. Somebody say amen. Back to Isaiah 43 and 1. Read that one more time, 43 and 1, just the first verse, Chris. I'm going to be going back to that a whole lot. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, 
and he that formed thee, O Israel. Okay, stop right there for a minute. God created Jacob. God created you and I. Created means to make something out of nothing. Somebody say amen. Stay with me. But forming means you take something that's already been created and you form it into something else. So God created Jacob, but when Jacob wrestled with the angel all night, God started forming Israel, changed his name from Jacob to Israel. So he said, I created Jacob and I formed Israel. Somebody say amen. Are you with me? God created you. Birth is a miracle. God caused you to be. But then he formed you. He formed your eyes, your hair. Some hair. Some of them have a lot of hair, some have none. Margie, quit looking at Buddy like that. He's got a lot of hair. It's just down here instead of up here. Like. He formed our personality, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're quiet or meek or loud or boisterous. If you're an artist, you can't take credit for that because God did it. If you are smart, you can't take credit for that because God did it. Somebody say amen. Everybody say God did it. Everything you are is because God made you. When he was finished making you, you were perfect. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody say amen. Praise God. God stands back and he says, you know what? I did a great job on you. Even though you may look in the mirror and see imperfection, he looks at you and says, I did a great job creating them. When God says, fear not... Let's, let's look at that. Back to verse 1. Read that part, Chris, one more time. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Can I just tell you this in the Scripture? When you say, see the words fear not, get ready, because you're getting ready for your natural man to be scared. Something's getting ready to rock your world. How many ever had their world rocked before? I mean, just like the rug pulled out from under you. Well, if that's been you, I want you to understand that God was saying then, He's saying now, fear not. I've got you. I've got this. Somebody say amen. Redeemed means to buy you back. Go ahead and read a little bit further there. It says, fear not, for I have what, Chris? Redeemed thee. Redeemed means to buy you back. The Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians, but God redeemed them out of the bondage and out of slavery. God has redeemed us spiritually, not with money, but God used the blood of Jesus to redeem us or to buy us back. Somebody say amen. God says, it cost me a lot to love you. Listen to me. God's saying, it cost me something to love you. It cost me something to redeem you. It cost me giving my son up on the cross. Amen. And sometimes we take it so lightly. After God establishes who He is, after all the celebration, He's made us, He's redeemed us, He's bought us back. I'm telling you, it's awesome. We get to verse 2, and verse 2 says, read that one more time, Brother Chris. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. God is saying this to us. I promise you, you're going to have some trouble. He 
He's not holding anything back. We're going to have troubles in this life. Y'all looking at me like, man, I don't like this message at all. I'm telling you, we're going to have some troubles, but I'm also going to give you some stuff that's going to get us through. Somebody say amen. We will have troubles. Waters are going to come. They're going to turn into rivers and floods, and then fire's going to come. He said, I'm going to be with you through all of that. Some of you are in waters today. But the rivers haven't overtaken you, but others are in rivers, and you feel like you're out of control. Some of you are in fires, and it's getting hot. God said, I'll be with you. First thing I want you to, day, to know today and remember this. Number one, you're not by yourself. Trials happen to everyone. Tests happen to everyone. Troubles come to everyone. You're not alone, so don't let the devil lie to you. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 again. And read that one more time. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody say, but God is faithful. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. You're going to be able to come through whatever is going on, whatever temptation, whatever trial, whatever test. Satan will try to tell you this morning that you're the only one going through these problems. The only one that's lost a job. The only one that's had a marriage go bad. The only one that has problems with your kids. How many's got problems ever with your kids? If you've got two kids, you've got one good and one bad, usually. Again, I'll repeat that. If you've got two, you've got one good one bad. I was the good. My brother was the bad. Okay? I'll just say that right now. It's on podcast. He can hear it later. Okay? He will disagree with me on that. But I'll take mom out to dinner and we'll make sure that she agrees. Okay, all right. Problems happen to everybody. Children have problems with parents. Anybody that is married has had some kinds of problems. Can everybody say amen if you're in here and you've been married? You've had any problems? Anybody elbowing anybody? Everyone's going to have problems part of life. Mean people have problems. Nice people have problems. If you're in a big church, it looks like on the outside everything's good, they still have problems. If you're in a small church, you have problems. Somebody say amen. If you're in a quiet church, where the ushers will usher you out, if you shout amen, you have problems. If you're in a crazy church like ours that runs, shout, and dance, and falls out, and just acts silly, we have problems. I'd like to tell you we don't have any. I can tell you right now, this has been the most problem-free church I've ever been a part of. But we still have problems. You may never see them. I may see them only. But we still have some problems. Somebody say amen. You can go to the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church, the Presbyterian church, the Assembly of God, the Methodist, or whatever church... You're going to have problems. You can carry a Bible around with you like you're somebody. You're going to have some problems. You can have the Bible app on your phone. You're going to have problems. You can have a nice Bible with a handle on it and a zipper cover. You're going to have problems. 
You can have a car like Raven has now with Jesus on the bumper. You're still going to have problems. Told her I'm going to slip a bumper sticker on there that says, I love my pastor. Just have one specially made up and just sneak up and put it on there sometime. If you don't want to get in a bad situation, we've got license plates still. We'll, we'll get you one made up if you want to buy one. But if you're going to put it on your vehicle, make sure you're going to act right. There's nothing any more embarrassing than to have that license plate shining out there that says Grace Warehouse Church and somebody pull out from in front of you and you wanting to go like this and, and shout some really good things to them. And then all of a sudden you remember, ah, it says Grace Warehouse on the front of my truck. <laughs> How many's ever pulled up to a stoplight and you just wanted that person in front of you to go on and they wouldn't go on and you said I start singing songs to them and I'm going to ram my bumper up through your radiator, bless the Lord, and all this stuff. And Sherry's done this before. I can tell. Wayne's over there just kind of going, yeah. That's... Amen. You're still going to have problems no matter how religious you try to look. Black, white, fat, skinny, short, tall, male or female, you're all going to have problems. It's guaranteed. We all will at some point of our life. So number one thing, you're not alone. We all are in this thing together. We all experience problems. Somebody say amen. Number two, when you go through the waters, God says, I will be with you. You've got to remember that. When you're going through these tests and when you're going through the trials and you're going through the temptations, you're not alone. We're all in it together. But God is with you. Somebody say Amen. Sometimes when you have a problem and you're, and you're talking to people, and you're, you're, sometimes people are sympathetic up front. But if your problem lingers on, you'll notice that they're not as sympathetic. It just starts, they, they start dodging you almost. Has anybody had somebody not want to talk to you because you wanted to talk to them about problems? I guarantee all of us have been there. All of us have been there. People may have left you. At first, everybody's showing a lot of love and checking you out and making sure everything's okay, and then it gets down to two days. It's kind of like when somebody dies, everybody floods in for the first week and checks on you. The next week, it kind of gets less and less and less and less. Pretty soon, nobody's calling and checking on you. Let this church never be guilty of that. Somebody say amen. This morning when you left home, God was there. Somebody say Jehovah Shammah. That means God is present. He is there with us. He's everywhere with us. Somebody say amen. He's with us. Ezekiel talks about he is there. When you left home, he was there. When you got home, when you get home, he's going to be there. When you get in your car, he's going to be there. When you sit down in church this morning, he was here with you. The 23rd Psalm says how much God is there with you. Let's turn to there right now. If you would, read that. 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord said, he is, The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody say, My shepherd. Make it personal. It's your possession. He is in you. He's with you. Somebody say, Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Everybody say, My. My shepherd. Jesus, since Jesus came into my heart, He's been ruler of my life. He is my shepherd. He watches over me. The hope of glory, Christ in me. Revelations 3 and 20 says what? And we're going to come back to Psalms in a moment. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Amen. How many knows that he wants to have dinner with you? He wants to sit down with you. God wants to be with you. Now, there is a choice there. When, he's, when, when, when he says, if you'll knock, I'm going to open the door and come in. But you've got to do some things. You've got to say, Lord, I want you to come in. You've got to invite him into your place, into, into your business. Somebody say amen. Into your problem. You've got to invite him. But he is there waiting to be invited in. Somebody say amen. Stand at the door and knock. Let him in. Somebody say let him in. 1 John 4 and 4. Hold, hold the Psalms. We're coming back to that. 1 John 4 and 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Somebody say, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. He's with you, Jehovah Shama, he's there, he's present, he's in you, he's around you. Go back to Psalm 23. And go to verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Back up and just read the whole psalm one more time, if you would. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. Yea, though I walk for the, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, mm -hmm. my cup runneth over. Mm -hmm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Not only does he, he is, not only is he in us, but he's over us, it says. He anoints our head. He's in front of us. He's leading us. Seems that God is always closer than we can imagine. This, this, this chapter tells us that he cares about us. Somebody say amen. What you're going through, you're not alone. He cares for you. Somebody say amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. He cares for you. He's in you. He's around you. He's in front of you. He's behind you. God's always closer, though, to us, it seems like, when we are in trouble. But that's not really the case because when we are in trouble, that's when we get closer to God. 
He's always there. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's always present. Somebody say amen. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Back there one more time. I got Chris bouncing all over the place. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Right there. Everybody say, but God. But God is faithful. No matter what you're going through in your marriage, it says, but God is faithful. No matter what you're going through on your job, but God is faithful. No matter what you're going through with your physical body, but God is faithful. When the doctor comes in and gives you a report like they tried to give Sister Eastwood, try to scare her, all she had to do is, but God says this. But God says, I'm not sick. But God says, I have no cancer. But God says, my marriage is going to be okay. But God says, my job's going to be all right. And if I get fired from this job, he has a better job for me. Somebody say amen. Satan would like to push you down and keep you down. But if you'll just learn to say a few words back to him, the scripture says, but God. We remember the word suddenly. Everybody's got that in their vocabulary now. Let's get some but gods in our vocabulary. Somebody say amen. Had somebody text me. Actually, Megan's dad texted me about 6.30 this morning. Does he ever sleep? Anyway, he texted me about 6.30. I happened to be up to it. I got up real early. I think they're our head of us, though. There. But he texted me and he said, My wife listened to the suddenly message that you preached. and She's a little concerned because I keep talking to her about having another baby. Look at Megan. Look at that look. And he was joking. He said, laugh out loud behind. Anyway, but uh, everybody's got that suddenly word in there. I said, well, how do you want me to pray, brother? I'm confused. And then before he texted me back, I texted him again. I said, I've already started praying for twins. Is that all right? So let her know. We need to get some but God in our vocabularies. So when somebody gives you a negative report, you say, yeah, you know what? But God. But God. But God. Somebody say, but God. Get that in your vocabulary. Whatever comes up. Yeah, but God says this. Yeah, but God says this. His word says this. But God is with me. But, you know, he's faithful. Somebody say, amen, he's faithful. Praise God. God has been faithful even when I wasn't faithful. See, God has been faithful even when I wasn't faithful. How many can say that? Now, don't get quiet on me. God has been faithful even when we weren't faithful. There was no reason naturally for you to be blessed, but God said, I'm going to bless you anyway. Even when we were messing up, even when we were doing silly things, I'm going to take care of you, God says. If it wasn't for but God, you could be crazy in an institution somewhere. A cycle award. God is faithful. With everything you've been through, you should have lost your mind, but God is faithful. The gentleman that took his life this week, I don't know what happened, but life overtook him. It was so heavy he couldn't live any longer. Didn't think he could, but God could have took care of him had he just opened the door and let him in. Somebody say Amen. But it was tough on him. So tough he felt like he had to take his life.
I think right now I would just like for us just to raise our hands and just in your own way doesn't have to be radical doesn't have to be crazy but in your own way just praise God for what he's done in your life how he's taken you through trials and tests and temptations hallelujah father we thank you Lord we praise you thank you for waking us up and starting us on our way today thank you Lord you're an awesome God thank you for your word it's so true in every situation we get in, we can say, but God says, it'll be okay. No temptation, no trial, no test has come that I can't or won't be able to go through as long as God is on my side. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, we can do better than that. Come on. We get all crazy, man. I'm telling you, we get crazy about the Wildcats. They're going to go undefeated this year, by the way. Everybody's saying that. We're all nuts about them. But you know, the Wildcats didn't wake you up this morning. Somebody say amen. The Wildcats, they don't provide for your family. The Wildcats didn't break your addiction. The Wildcats didn't save your marriage. But God did all these things. He's been faithful, and we want a halfway clap for the Lord and give everything for, for the Wildcats. Can we just give God everything this morning? Come on. Amen. 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 Every time we clap for the Lord, we ought to give it that kind of energy. That was awesome. God sees that, and he is pleased with that. Amen. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Feel his power in his body. sitting here today needs to say these words, I'm a survivor. Thought I couldn't live without... The person that left me high and dry, but I'm doing good. So I wouldn't make lost my job. I'm doing good. Somebody say amen. They said I wouldn't make it. But I'm still plugging for Jesus. Somebody say amen. I'm still going forward. Every time somebody puts that word that you say, I can't believe you're... It's all God. God is faithful. Keep down... The devil will try to steal your joy, the joy that we started feeling like we did Sunday night. The devil will try real quick to steal all of that. You need to tell him to, to get out of your business. And in Jesus' name, you're going to dance. You're going to. He may have tried to steal all that, but you're still doing it. Say amen. Praise God. I want you to know God is faithful, and if He did, He will do it again. Even when going through something, you feel like it's going to take you out. It's going to kill you. Listen, if it did kill you, you still win. If it didn't kill you, then you can give God the glory because you're still going. Either way, God is faithful. Somebody say amen. Number three, real quick. It will get worse. 
sometimes. It starts out with, let's go back to verse 2. Just when you think thing is running smooth, sometimes it will get worse. When thou passest through the waters, I with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Okay, right there. It says it's going to get worse. Waters are turning into rivers, but they're going to overtake you. Somebody say amen, because I want to be right there with you. Go back to verse 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 one more time. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. He says, I won't give you any more than you can bear. Somebody say, I'm, I, I can handle it. If God says I can handle it, I can handle it. If you're going through hell today, that means he can trust you to go through it. My advice is don't stop. Don't slow down. You keep going. You keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. Somebody say amen. We have a tendency to stop. Fire all around us. And we just want to stop in it for whatever reason. Don't stop. Keep going, knowing that God has your back. Amen. But one other thing I want to tell you this morning is not everything that happens to you is God placed as a test or a trial. Not everything. You know, He has tests and trials for all of us. I don't understand it. But God wants to test us, and God wants to put us in trials to see what we're made of. Don't look at me like that. Your looks are trying to shout me down. You can't do it. He does put these things there, but not all the time is it God doing this stuff. Sometimes it's our stupid decisions that gets us where we are in trouble. I know God's going to put trials and tests out there, but I don't need to add to them by doing silly things. Somebody say amen. Our stupidity, our sin, he gets us in the mess sometimes. Our choices, our decisions. We have control over those things, so start making some better choices. Somebody say amen. Turn to somebody and say, make better choices. Amen. We need to be like the bozo punching bag. I used to have one of them bozo punching bags, you know, where you hit it and it bounces back up. They have something in the bottom of them. It's kind of like a foundation thing. It's got some, some heavy stuff in the bottom, and then it has a lot of hot air or helium or something in the other part. It's just like we are. We have a foundation. Chris is teaching us foundation in generations on the third Sunday night of every month. So we're getting that more foundation now we just need a bunch more Holy Ghost hot air in us. Somebody say amen. Breathe on us, Holy Ghost. Breathe in us. So that when troubles come, when trials come, when temptations come, and Satan gives his best blow, we bounce back. Somebody say amen. Just turn to the person next to you and just hit them real hard. See if it, don't do that. I'm just kidding. When you praise the Lord, when you're going through these trials and temptations and troubles... And you, we have that bounce back spirit. It confuses the devil. Somebody say amen. I've got, I thought I had him down, but he's back up. 
Number four, last thing. He says we will go through something other than waters and rivers. In verse 2 of Isaiah 43 and 2. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was thrown into the fiery furnace. Everybody knows the story. Nebuchadnezzar said, I want you to make that, that furnace even hotter than you've ever made it before. And he goes to check on them. It was so hot that when they threw them in, actually, that it burnt the guards. It killed the guards. He goes to check the next morning on them, and he, he doesn't see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't expect to see them. He, didn't, he just expected to see ashes. But when he looked in, he didn't see just three. He saw a fourth walking around in there. Jehovah Shammah was, was right there with them. Somebody say amen. He said, I see a fourth one, and it's like unto the Son of God. Mm. So when you're in the fire, He's with you. When you're going through fire, when you're going through hell, just remind Jesus Christ of this and remind God, say, Lord, I remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were in an actual fire, and you delivered them. I'm just in a, something that seems like a fire. Take care of me, and He will. Hallelujah. Invite Him into your business. Invite Him into your problems. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to know that God gets more glory watching you function in the midst of your fire, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your temptation. He glories over the fact that you are a survivor. He gets glory watching you, how you function, knowing He's right there with you. Fire burning all around you, but you're still smiling. Fire burning all around you, but you're still singing. Fire burning all around you, but you're still praising. Fire burning all around you, but you're still dancing. Fire burning all around you, but you're still shouting. Hallelujah. Well, how we do that? Because God is with us. Jehovah Shammah is with me. Hallelujah. And every time the devil raises his ugly head and says, I'm going to take you out, I'm going to do this to you, all i got to do is just say, look, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, but God says you can't handle me as long as the Holy Ghost is in me. He will keep you. He will keep you. Even when you're going through things, and I know sometimes you go through stuff that brings tears to your eyes, and you sit around and you mourn for a season, whether it be a death in the family or a breakup in a marriage or whatever's going on. It's okay to grieve in those times and your pain, but don't grieve too long. Be grateful for your blessings. Somebody say amen. It's okay to cry when you're hurt, but you mustn't cry too long. He must allow God to turn your mourning into dancing. Hallelujah. Know that it's coming. Jesus cried when Lazarus died. So it's okay to cry, but just don't cry too long. Grieve your loss if you must, but praise Him for what is left. Somebody say, Amen. I lost my job, but I still have my family. I lost my house, but I still have somewhere to live. I lost my car, but I have a friend that I can that picks me up and, and takes me where I need to go. I lost my spouse, but I still have my child. Thank God for everything that you still have. Somebody say, Amen. Four things. Everyone's going to go through trials and troubles. Number one, everyone. Everybody say everyone. 
Number two, we're going to have some troubles that seem like we're in deep waters. Number three, it will get worse possibly and turn into rivers. And number four, we may even end up like we're in a fire. Number five, know this, that God is with us no matter what we go through. And all you've got to do is call on Him. Invite Him in. Open the door. And say, Lord, I need you in my business. I need you to come in and help me take care of what's going on in my life. Amen. And when you think you can handle it on your own, it's going to be a horrible mess. But when we can give everything to God... God is going to take care of us. Amen. So is there hope when we're hurting? Sure, if God is right there. Is there hope when we're going through all these tests and trials? Yes, God is right there. He said He would not put anything on us more than we can bear. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Get this verse in your mind. He will not put on us anything more than we can handle. How many knows you've been at that breaking point before? You, you, you've, you've thought, I can't do it anymore. I can't go any further. But you found a way to get up the next morning. You found a way when you started getting in the Word of God. You found a way when you started praying. You found that God was right there. You found a way to, to go ahead and function in the midst of your trials and your tribulation and your tests and your temptations. Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So if you're hurting this morning, know that God is with you. Know that this church family is with you as we operate under the, the orders that God has given us. Amen. Every eye closed, every head bowed just for a moment. You can be just totally honest with me this morning. Brother Gary, I'm hurting. It may be financial, it may be physical, it may be relationships. I don't know what's going on with you. But you're, but you're hurting inside. You, you managed to put a smile on your face when you came in and, you, and other people were smiling. It became contagious. But you know when you walk back out those doors, that hurt is still going to be there. If that's you this morning and you need prayer for that hurt, need prayer to help let God come in and, and help you and, and come in and, and sup with you and, and to love on you. If you need help this morning and you're hurting, raise your hand. God sees it. God sees it. God sees it. You're hurting. Don't hold back. Take the mask off. Say, I'm hurting. I, I want to ask God into my business. Let Him take care of it. I'm hurting. Father, we thank You, Lord, for the hands that have been raised, Lord. You see who they are. Touch them, Father. Heal them, God. Heal their hurts, Father. God, whatever test or trial or temptation they may be going through, Father, right now, I just say, God, just let them know how big you are and that you're there with them. Oh, Shaman.